You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. <laughs> Welcome to the Kush Life podcast. My name is Marshall. We're journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. Katie, yes. as Chris just said, it's cold. And we said we weren't going to talk about the weather again. We always said that, but we seem to always do it. Can we go out to the bus or not? It's too cold. Damn it, it's too and cold. dark. Mm. And it gets dark at like 4 p.m. Like yeah, midnight that's how, that's dark. It works. It's always worked that way. Yeah. It just hits you real hard. All right. Like, Black bam. Friday, how was it? So good. <laughs> so good. Black Friday, Green Wednesday. People were out. People Shop have... local Saturday? Well... Cannabis shopping has changed to almost like grocery shopping. People put it on their list like they put stuffing on their Thanksgiving list. It's like, I need this to get through my Thanksgiving holiday with my family. Everyone was coming in saying, I need something that is going to make me not realize I'm talking to Well, some way you have to tolerate your uncle, you know. Uh, yeah. Not to get political, so. but... There's there's lots of things on Thanksgiving that no one wants to talk about. That's how it works. Yeah, and you're with people you haven't seen most of the year. Yeah, you see them once a year. So last Thanksgiving, you're smoking down. Want to make room for all that food? That too. So, what you guys hungry. smoke on Thanksgiving then? Uh, we mm. smoked a lot on Thanksgiving. We fried a turkey. Smoked mostly blueberry Sunday. I think blueberry Sunday has become the, you know pinnacle of our daily smoking habits is that yeah. what we're smoking today it is what we're smoking today yeah yummy yeah big old I haven't tried it blueberry wanting terms. to it has real blueberries in it mm-hmm. yep. we grind the blueberries fresh and throw them directly at the weed while it's growing our uh, our head grower developed the method hash bandicoot good old zane i remember the r&d on that one <laughs> yeah lots of wet blueberries yep i remember oh yeah very sloppy so did you find out that technique while you were looking for your van? <laughs> <laughs> the van was an idea we had last night last at night? Japanese dinner. All yeah. right, before we get into the van, why don't you introduce you guys self? I thought it was much more thought out. No, 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 no. <laughs> introduce yourself so everybody knows who you are. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm Jake. I'm with Rex's uh, Remedies, and we also do uh, stovetop distribution. Um yeah, just pretty much grow and process. Yeah. Third I, time's a charm? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, third time on here. And uh, hopefully I'll have some new uh, new stuff to talk about. I hope so. Three strikes you're out would not be good. <laughs> Wait, he has two strikes <laughs> yeah, already? I was only here for the first time, just okay. to be clear. It wasn't... I, so I've only got one strike. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a strike. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, secret, so about this van. Yeah, yeah, so we get for having a conversation before the podcast. <laughs> strike uh, one. <laughs> um, I'm Jesse, also with Rex's Remedies and Stovetop Distribution. We're strike two. <laughs> All right. This is the last Strength. one. I don't, I'm already out, so I'm I can't say anything. <laughs> I'm putting my mic down. I'm just dabbing the whole time. Yeah. Oh, let's just do that. That's a pretty cool dab. It looks like a pipe. It's called a Puffco Proxy. He's it's so uh, fancy. It's, oh it's very gosh. cool, actually. We got it for him for his birthday. Yeah. Uh, I was going to the only one in the world. Have you ever been uh. into pipe smoking? Um, Like tobacco so, pipe? Like? No, I'm not a big tobacco guy, but... We do. We make old school hash. That's kind of what oh. we're known in the market for. Yeah, and I there. do smoke a lot of hash straight from a hash pipe that yeah. doesn't touch flour, doesn't touch anything else. I, I, I went through a small spell, like actually bought the little corn cob pipes. And then I bought some other pipes. Like I was trying to do it. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> corn yeah. cob. Yeah, I was it's trying tough. all kinds of shit just to be fun, right? Like it was tough. I didn't like smoking it. You always had to relight. Like it's just. It is. It's, it's better horrible. to roll it up in like a spliff, you know, like half tobacco, half uh, hash, or not half hash, but half like weed or a little bit of hash sprinkled in with the tobacco. Makes an easier experience. Well, if you smoke tobacco in the first place, too. Yeah, if you're not smoking tobacco in the first place, your lungs are going to get punched as soon as you hit like a traditional, you know, European style spliff. Yeah, yeah, but you know, sometimes it's for the best. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. All right, Marshall. All right, so you're 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 looking for a van. 
Yeah, we're thinking about going over to Japan for a little bit, and we want to kind of like buy a van and drive it around while we're over there instead of relying on taxis or but, whatever the hell it is. And plus, we want to ship it back when we're done and possibly just sell the thing. Or, but by van, know, we mean it. minivan, just so we're like mini, minivan. Like a small. You ever seen one of those Japanese mini trucks? Like a Suzuki mini truck that has the single cab in the bed? We're, th- we're talking that, but a van. Like the old school Azuzus? Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a guy by yeah. the processing facility, 42nd and Memorial. Mm-hmm. He sells these uh, like cab over engine, yeah. like Mitsubishis and yeah, that's old what school looking be. things. Yeah. You know, you know where I'm talking about? I do know where you're talking about, yeah. That guy. I want. Yeah, that's pretty much what we're talking about, but we want the experience of having to have struggled yeah. to get across Japan yeah. in a van we paid like $3,000 for. Yeah. Quadruple for the van and get a good price for it at this. We want to put a GoPro up in the dash, film a little bit of like Rex's Remedy's Top Gear, you know, just probably in our relationship by the end of it because of the van. Yeah, we need to go buy a van too overseas. There you you guys go. can come with. We're actually we're actually <laughs> looking for two hey, more yeah. people to come to Japan. <laughs> That's an easy choice to make it cheaper. Speaking of Top Gear, there's like three people on Top Gear. Oh, sure. You know what program that is? I I mentioned Top Gear thirty okay. seconds ago. Okay. Just making sure because you looked at me kind of crazy. Your eyes were like, well, we already got we already got three else. people. Okay, so I guess so I'm strike not, four. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> no, strike four. four. I'm out. <laughs> Pretty much, we determined that you will be living down by the river at the same time. Huh? Yes, the van's not big enough to live in the by the river with all four people. We can we can get a tent, and some of us can sleep outside sometimes. We should all go to Japan and get minivans. There we go. Truck vans. A caravan of minivans. Yes. Yeah, I mean, break down very frequently, but be right. A caravan? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd use your head a little bit more than that. Okay, go. What? Then you give me I a better one. Thing. That's why I asked you. <laughs> well, here we are. You look so much smarter. That's true. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> all right. So, what's the latest coming out of Rexus? It's the Blueberry Sunday, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> let's, pa- let's pass the Blueberry Sunday around while we're sitting here. Yeah, we've been on a like a year long pheno hunt with a lot of strains and just different phenos of strains that we've acquired uh, just over a long time in the past, and it's finally coming to an end. It seems like Blueberry Sunday definitely coming out on top. It, it, it checks every box. It's got bag appeal, smells great, and it's a hash strain. So that's that's pretty much all we could ask for. And if you could mentally imagine the smell of a blueberry in the ground mixed with <laughs> <laughs> with some hash, we to, like, yeah. to me it smells good. more like a fake blueberry cereal or something. You know, like yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. brown, like dirt, like you. It's not like a full fresh blueberry, but like I mean that blueberry's strong. You keep comparing the weed to the processed. Ground, I'm not sure I feel about processed it. blueberries. Is it called yeah. that earthy? Processed like fake blueberry smells. Yeah. We're not putting anything in it, you know. I like, love phenos. Well, you did that smell like blueberries fake it. smells. That's different, it's, you know. It blows your mind. It yeah, does. It does. R and D. Yeah, R and D. We, uh, yeah. Honestly, the first time the head grower Zane, uh, shout out Zane, hash Bandicoot on Instagram. The first time he ever brought the strain up to me, I kind of thought it was a joke. It really smells <laughs> like, like a blueberry, blueberry muffin. Yeah, I mean, I, like yeah. a it really does. Otis Spunkmeyer blueberry yeah. muffin. Like, there's a bit of more to the blueberry. Like, it doesn't smell like a fresh blueberry. It smells like muffin. what you want yeah. a oh, breakfast nice. blueberry to taste like. You know, like chemically engineered blueberries. Yeah, the perfect, perfect blueberry. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's the reason. Pick up your <laughs> yeah, that's. You got us figured out. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So no, we can't hear him. Oh. It was it was just funny for us in in the room. Inside joke. Yeah. So everybody uh, that's listening is going, huh? What? That's Chris. That's yeah. Chris in right. real life too. Like, if you want to live with Chris, this is how it is. Hey, love we, and hate him. That's great. We ran into each other one night at like. 12.30 in the morning at Valkyrie. Who was the guy that was with you? Because I still have a picture of him on my phone. And somehow he had my number and texted me after that night. Oh, yeah? My buddy Derek. Yeah, it was Derek. Derek. Oregon guy. Yeah. He was like, hey, man, 
nice meeting you. Please send me that terrifying picture you sent or took of me. I don't think I ever sent it. So, what a dick. Yeah. Wow. Valkyrie's good place though. What? Yeah. Valkyrie. Oh yeah. yeah Valkyrie's. I mean, probably Tulsa's highest end like craft cocktail place. Mm-hmm. You know, we have yeah. we have vintage that does really great on wine. Anything in a bottle, but. There's not really anything else like Valkyrie. What do you like to get there? Uh, I order the decrepit method, old fashioned. So I think that's a mixed base old fashioned. They okay. have this one thing. I forget what it's called, but it pretty much kills you. Like tequila and oh, the bump shot. Bump shot. So bump shots are actually yeah, that's a good one. That's bump shots are weird. People outside of Tulsa don't even know what a bump shot is most of the time. Um, the guys over at Valkyrie and Vitus and Vintage and Cirque actually developed this crazy, like, carbonated shot that is tequila, good coffee. It has to be good coffee no, or it doesn't it, work. It's, yeah, it's espresso, the yeah. liqueur, and, like, Fernet or something, but, like, not in... Not like a weird. Well, no, there's way. there's actual coffee, and then it goes tequila, and then there's chinar in it. Which chinar, not chinar, for now, yeah. Chinar is like an artichoke liqueur that tastes like coffee artichoke? for some reason. Yeah, it's really mm. weird. Strange. Cirque does have really good coffee. On I agree. Tap. Yeah, the it's draft good. lattes are uh, something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, selling by the gallon now, as of today, apparently. I saw that again. And What's the deal with Valkyrie? Like, when they opened, everyone said it was like a Harry Potter bar. And it doesn't seem like Harry Potter at all to me. Um, it's that, it that old school looking like, like yeah. out of Europe somewhere. The lighting and yeah. shit. That's the Harry Potter? And because yeah. it's got, well, the, it's got uh, the, you know, so the, the, the stairs yeah. that go up with the ladder. And You're stuff one like of the that. people telling people the, it's a Harry Potter it's bar? It's not. not it I is not I understand how they would say that. Like, once you said it, I go, yeah, okay, I get it. I believe everyone here has imaginations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe... Express yours a little bit more, Katie. <laughs> I do too. I just feel like if it's going to be a Harry Potter bar, it would be a little different. Well, that, that's just it'd be like floating candles and all that. People flying on brooms. So uh, wait, I, we'll tell them. I'm not sure who told you this, but <laughs> yeah, that's like a blat- that. it's a blatant lie. Oh. Yeah, I feel Valkyrie like was <laughs> ma- like they might have had God a damn. Harry Potter uh, <laughs> like a Harry Potter like blatant one time, you know. But they were Valkyrie was like. Made to like, I think like somebody a, was upset that they went and they go, God damn it, yeah. this should have been a, a Harry Potter bar. And so they started bashing huh. yeah, Valkyrie. I mean, understandable. Yeah. 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 There needs to be at least one in town. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I don't know. Does there? Really? I mean, it would be kind of cool of, if there was a magic bar in town. Uh, I feel like. Tiny Lounge? That seemed like a Harry Potter bar. <laughs> what about White Owl? You ever go to White Owl back in the day? I think I went yeah. to White Owl once when I was like 17. I'd never been. No, that's, that's the name of a cigar wrap, as far as I know. Yeah. White Owl was where uh, the new butcher shop, I forget what it is, Green Grassroots, Grassroots Larder. That's where White Owl used to be, but it's like a high-end butcher shop now. Mm. How White things have changed. That is where Kilkenny's is. Mm-mm. No, Main Street Tavern right across from... Me casino. Yeah, it's Main, mm-hmm. Tra- Main Street Tavern. Now it's a butcher shop. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a like. I don't think they call themselves a butcher shop. It's called Grassroots Provisional or Grassroots Larder. So they get Grassroots is a farm that raises pigs, cattle, all kinds of beef and animals and stuff. But they do all kinds of stuff at the larder. I think they've got a bunch of local... It's supposed to be like a farmer's market co-op type situation. I haven't been in yet, but I've heard good things about it. I, I might yeah. have skewed my... And went white owl thinking of blunts. This might have been what happened. Was it White Lion then? What was White, white Owl? No, white owl, white owl existed on uh, Cherry Street. No, no. And that's I'm going to check I'm, out this new place. That's just that. what I'm thinking of, <laughs> of a different place. It was at 71st. That's White Lion. Yeah. Yeah. White Lion. Yeah. White Old Lion, English style. Good food. Mm-hmm. White you Lion is in, incredible. It gives that persona is what made me think of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. demolished that place. It's more Harry Potter like than Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't demolish White Lion. Did they? It would have had to were. have been recently. They, they did demolish okay. a bunch of stuff for that quick trip, okay. but I think White Lion got to Would stay. have been further Surely. back. Yeah. 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 That, I hope they didn't at least. Yeah. yeah they had that pot. What was it like? Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Yeah. Let's go to White Line after this. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good. Uh, All right, it's actually good. So tell us about tell us about this uh, wonderful strain. I I mean, we know it's got blueberries. 
Seriously, like, there's no blueberry on the market right now. I've been asking everyone for blueberry for months. Why? Like, it all went away. Is that away. the next hot thing? I don't... Well, okay. They know more... They're on the front end of it, and I'm on the back end of it. But a lot of people are growing the same things at the same times because of what's selling genetically. And they're the ones buying it, and I'm just on the receiving end. But literally, there is not much blueberry on the market right now. So the thing with the blueberry turp, I'm not sure what it would be called by name. I'm not that knowledgeable. It seems to be a mixture of different terpenes that actually make it smell like blueberry yeah. and just like relative to the smell and everything that you get from it. The terpenes actually test pretty low for what it like, what it actually smells like and tastes like and everything. It's, it's pretty odd. It's pungent. It, well, yeah. it kind of seems like that blueberry terp in itself is elusive that, you know, I always go back to ludicrous blueberry yum yum, you know, before that no one had ever heard of blueberry weed. You know, there were always legends mm-hmm. when we were kids or teenagers or whatever of ludicrous hiring high-end growers from, like, Amsterdam to come and grow things for him in Atlanta. You know, like, he would hire these dudes privately, build them out a garden, and just have the craziest weed that you could ever imagine. That is a true story. He did that. I, I believe he did, yeah. But that's going to change genetics here in the country, like we're seeing, I mean, in well, Oklahoma, on a large... On a small scale, like someone will start growing something and it starts spreading around. So, yeah, exactly what you're saying is he brought it into the country. Right. Well, I don't I don't know that, but probably it probably was a a strain. It probably was a strain from Amsterdam, probably from Barney's genetics or something like that, that his grower mastered and was able to pull that terpene out of it. You know, it's but what I mean by elusive is like. You've always heard of fruit terps sometimes getting washed away in hash processing or cured away in the dry. You know, fruit terps don't always hit as hard in the front mm-hmm. as like gas terps or lemon terps, especially, you know. So for me, I think that blueberry terp itself is just rare. And a lot of the time, people aren't able to get it to the point of quality where it actually expresses those specific flavors. Um, the, the blue, like we've, Obviously, all of us have smoked a lot of weed. I've probably had blueberry twice in my entire life, you know, and it was something back in the day that I probably paid 400 an ounce for, you know, just who knew where it was from. But, oh, my God, this is it smells like fruit. Smells like blueberries. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Why would I why would I not drop a week's paycheck at the time on, you know, an ounce of weed? That's once in a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, The the bud structure of this is very good. Smells very good. I agree. I I like uh, foxtails on buds. I do too. A lot so, of people are, I mean, you're stressing your plant out, which is going to make it produce sometimes. more THC, my opinion. Sometimes it's stress, yeah. sometimes it's straight genetics. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Some GMO which, is going to foxtail. Yeah, GMO always is right. going to do that pretty much if this, you run it long enough. This for us, I've never seen anything that has like fruit terps like this that hits like an indica and has the foxtails. Yeah. It's like you said, kind of the whole package. Yeah. I mean, very good looking. Yeah, I uh, will thank you. Smoke that's some. that's Zane and the boys in the garden. Thank you, Zane and the boys. <laughs> Frosty too. It's not just dense and like foxtailing, but it's completely covered in trichomes. Yeah, they're big fat trichomes too. For somebody yeah. listening that doesn't understand what a foxtail might be, mm. what is it, and why would they be concerned about it? A fox? Well, you shouldn't be concerned about it necessarily. It in an extreme. In an extreme circumstance, it could be stress in the garden that has made the plant grow into a mutation. Most of the time, it's genetics that causes it. And a foxtail, think of like a a Swiss mountain, how it has multiple peaks with valleys between them instead of just being one solid structure. It's it's very like rigid and has... So I'm looking at the bud, I could see... That, yeah, the way the bud would you, is grown. Would you hand me a? But at the same time, people stress their plants out on purpose. Yeah, some growers will do it on purpose. Yeah, it's hard to run a bunch of strains in the same room without stressing some of them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because know, some of them can't take as much as the other ones. But you want to want to run everything to its full potential. Like, I know a guy that will stress his plants out so much he will cut the stem with his knife or razor blade, and just keep cutting it. That way, it keeps producing more and more like. More THC. Yeah, that's the theory is the more stress it is, the more THC it produces mm-hmm. to defend itself, essentially. Yeah, stress Stress can mean bad things for plants. It can mean 
your lights were too close, your humidity, your water wasn't correct. But it can also just mean, you know, you have some secret steps that you use to stress the plants, which yeah, it's good like growers do. Building muscles in your body. I mean, you're tearing your muscles and mm-hmm. stressing. You're pushing them. You're pushing Probably them. Probably less thinking of stress, quote unquote, more of what you talked about, yeah. saying, you know, lights being too close or something. Exactly. This is more of just pushing the plant to produce more. Yeah, pretty well, much. Yeah. Okay, you were showing me something, so, and then we got, we got off. So basically, if I take and look at a, uh, a head... What so, am I looking for? So you can see how the structure's not uniform. You know, like, look at all the trichomes that fell off of that. The structure's not uniform. There's, like, bumps and ridges and peaks, and, you know, it's not just a straight edge. And so if I see that, I could maybe think that that's going to have a higher THC, well, is what the, you're saying? I wouldn't the, go that far. Yeah, what you said about heads, what you're looking for is you want the heads to be bigger. Like, it's just going to be pretty much more THC. You want it to look like it's rolled in sugar, almost. Like, the head size would be close to a granule. I say a, a foxtail, you have a bud, and you have these other buds coming off of it. It, it kind of goes straight. That's a good way to explain going it. Going yeah. different directions. Yeah. Okay, but as a patient... Doesn't really concern me, or it does. Like it shouldn't. Like Jesse said, a lot of times it's genetics. Like Tropicana cookies is often foxtails, so it's kind of airy. It will have like you can almost see the individual, um, not leaves, but like calyx. Yeah, the parts of the bud you could you can see how they're gonna break apart into your grinder and like off of the plant in whole chunks instead of a really dense bud is going to crumble apart because it's it's so dense that when you're breaking it apart you're having to totally deconstruct it. Yeah. Okay. Unfoxtail it. Unfoxtail. Unfoxtail it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's no longer foxy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you mentioned it's an indica. So what am I what am I expected to uh, to feel if I'm a patient? I'm going to smoke this for. What are the uh, top three terpenes in the in the plant? It depends on who you have it tested by. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. We're not going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, so we, we indica really dominant should be myrcene's probably number one in the testing bracket. I mean, it should be, but it's it, it's it all not. depends. The testing it was weird, depends. like. Obviously, we can all smell that this is crazy terpy flower just from it sitting in the bag open in the room. But I know, I know, but I just, it, I think so it was you only, sent it to a couple different labs is what you're saying? We did send it to a couple different labs, and wow. they they both came up completely different, and you know, I, I don't know. Which labs did you I'm send not going to shout the labs out. Yeah, well, <laughs> not, we won't start. shout out the ones that we don't use. We'll shout out, we use higher testing right now, and okay. their results are... The one that Somewhat starts consistent. The one that starts with a G. Did you guys no mm. O no no didn't even try the one that starts with an O. Uh, no, we we started with the one we, that starts with an O. <laughs> that did not end up well. Well, it's it's December 2022. We've heard in the next six to seven months that the labs are going to like right now they're only able to test for like thirty terpenes, and in the next. Six, seven months. Okay, 21 terpenes right now. In the next six, seven months, they're all going to have equipment that is... Vice versa. You're saying it vice versa. Oh. So right now, there are labs that are testing up to 80-something terpenes. So OMA is working with a lab right now that there's going to be a a 21 terpene only that they will test for. Oh, that makes sense. So, so you're not going to be testing for 89 terpenes. terpenes. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so that's – come around June, July, allegedly that's what's going to happen. There's a, And is there a reason why? I don't really get into that. I just know – I hear too much. So I've heard – The reasoning would be to get on the same page and to all be testing for the same things instead of testing for a thousand different things. 80-20 rule. The Pretty ma- much, eighty percent of all of them are are. So everyone's on the same page. Eighty percent of the main terpenes are basically twenty percent of what everybody's been testing. Yeah. Well, so if you let's cut like... everybody all this other stuff because when we look at the terpene chart, right? How many are listed on there at point oh oh this and point this? Where 
really in reality they're saying maybe that doesn't quite matter. It's well, also I feel the like same that's people. real information. It's also the same people that apparently we had a guest on that told us that OMMA told them that they can no longer recommend things for patients. That's true. You can't. So it creates a very interesting dynamic if somebody that is has a card that I'm a patient and I go to the place that is supposed to divvy out my medicine that they can't recommend the best medicine for me. And now you're telling me that you're the not medicine even test for it. isn't even going to know what is tested in the majority of what's on that list. Wait, yeah, makes sense. So you no. can't, <laughs> yeah, no. as, a, as a dispensary now, you're what not supposed to recommend products to no. patients? Say if, uh-uh. say if a patient comes in, they're like, uh. we want, or whatever it is, we can't and be we, like, oh, we want you to smoke we this. We understood mm. why. It's no. insurance. We can't say right? this is going to make you go to sleep. We can't say this is going to relieve your pain. Okay, we well, that's different. We Because they think someone's going to sue OMMA for that. Oh, that would, that would be horrible. They don't want people recommending medical So someone comes in, advice. they ask the bud tender, what's your favorite strain? Bud tender is supposed to say, OMMA, that's go a fuck question. yourself? That's they a different can, question. They can say what their favorite yeah, strain that's is. that's a different okay, question. Let me rephrase. I'm a what's patient. your favorite strain that I should currently purchase no, right no. now with my medical card? Which one? No, that's still that fine. Too. It's you, my favorite strain. The thing is, is as a patient, I can't come in and say, I've got muscle pain. I need you to relieve my muscle pain. Yeah, we and have, they would recommend. We have people come would, in and say, I have a toothache. What should I smoke to relieve this pain? You shouldn't. You should eat toothache. RSO. But, but I get okay, it. but that's, they couldn't even say that. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's their need. That doesn't Which make is sense exactly to me. what my gynecologist. Well, well, not to see. That's saying that. I, not to turn this in a whole different di- direction and make it political, but that's exactly what my gynecologist said about <laughs> Roe versus Wade being re- um, reversed. Yeah, reversed. Like she can't recommend medical advice that, like, if her patient is in need of it, is in need of it. She can't. She can't rec- it. recommend it. Same exact situation, honestly. She so, has a doctorate. I do not. But they're uh, taking those rights away. How many blood tenders have doctorates? I wonder. Not very many. Well, but do you guys remember when yes, it first started <laughs> that Oma proposed that to be a blood tender that you would have to have a pharmacist license? Oh, hey, thank you. That was in the first set of rules. Really? Yeah. I remember because, that. Because mm, we were, when yeah. we first started, we weren't sure what we were going to do. And we were like, oh, maybe a dispensary. I, I didn't hear it as the blood tender, but I heard it as... The the dispensary had to have to a license have a person. License yeah. as I think a you're right. I think that's what it was. Honestly, yeah. and at that point, I kind of understood it. Yeah. As a patient, I go, okay, yeah. that's that makes it even more legit. But, but I'm like, come on, does but it they really don't. Make it? I'm like, they don't teach pharmacists about no, cannabis in school. We also have the uh, certification from the OBNDD too, which is well, possibly what a lot of people were thinking in that situation. I would go for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get it. I think that there's a certain ultimately right is the next the next big capital monetization of this industry going to be that? No, I think they're shy. They're going the other direction. They're going more recreational. Yeah, that feels way more recreational. It mm-hmm. feels like they should have done that in the beginning and kept it medical if that's what they wanted. To, if they want to act like it's a controlled substance and a okay. medical product, then yes, that's why there's less, that. there's less documentation then needing to be on the terpenes. There's a less... A lot less needs to be done if they're really pushing heavy to go. Sounds like they're going the other way. Uh, yeah. No, no, that's what I mean. If they're going to go recreational, that's exactly why they're cutting all this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Let's make uh, it, you know, slimline it. Let's get just more out. Let's go more, more, they're more. They're pretty much trying yeah. to say it's not medicine. If we went recreational. They're trying to tell everyone it's not really medicine. If yeah. we went Sorry. recreational, would almost still be... I mean, the, the, the we would keep the medical program. Association, so... If it goes recreational, <laughs> yes, and we'll still have more. then we'll have to buy recreational licenses, and it'll pretty much uh, yeah, at least be, be run. A, oh, oh no, the same <laughs> that I can sell, and they'll be able to collect more tax, pretty cool. yeah. more stuff like that. So I yeah. get it. All right, well, hey, let's go smoke some. Let's uh, let's go enjoy this. Try some hey. blueberries. Oh, let's do it. I was really enjoying the conversation. I was too. Uh, well, we can pick it up. It'll be later. even better after the blueberries. Ex- exactly right. I prove it. Oh, okay, let's go. It's the Kush Life for us. 
conversation because you got a pretty unique thing that yeah we, I was we had fun about earlier but you know piping and all that like you never were into it like there was a phase for a while it seemed like everybody smoked well, a pipe for a bit i smoked yeah. tobacco when i was like 18 to 20 you know but i smoked fucking newports because i thought i was okay, the but shit you never were oh those pipes. are really I good was, for you yeah, they're yeah. really good mm-hmm. for you oh, yeah. no was never into pipes because i was 17 you know, okay, I, that's I. So you smoke Newports and joints or blunts? Blunts exclusively. Oh man, when that's I was like a kid. double negative. Oh yeah, I'm lucky to be here, man. I can tell. I had a wild youth. <laughs> totally <laughs> looking at you. All right, so what, <laughs> what got you to this old man pipe then? Okay, so this thing, well, it's it's just the next step up in the dab trajectory. You know, like the next Puffco, cool thing. Yeah, it's the next big thing. Yeah. We saw it. Our homie got one. <gasps> loved it, and. Jake was like, you know, this is pretty fucking cool. Jake's like, Happy I'm cooler birthday. than that Puffco. And Give me uh, two. that's how it happened. But yeah. so it the internal like it's still part going there, right nope. there it's, it's centered around glass. It is a glass pipe. But the idea Puffco had was to take that internal piece and have glass blowers be able to blow whatever they want. So you can pull that right out and put it into anything that's made to fit it. So you could put it into a giant, like, wizard Sherlock. They're or, brilliant. Brilliant. you know, like, you could put it into a dab rig. Are you you could put it into Sherlock? a bong. I'm going to get a big Sherlock, Sherlock just for home. I will never take it out of the house, probably. Oh, Unless you made it or something out of wood or metal. It's too easy to break. Are you you going to blow it? But if it were glass, I wouldn't want to. Are you going to blow it? I'm not going to blow it myself, I don't mm. think. It would be impressive, though, if you did. I'm not. I think uh, we should do it together if we do. You want to go to a glass blowing class? That would be a cool. class. Let's just do it. Hey, there we go. I've seen a propane torch, probably. I've done it before. Beer like, bottles. I know the way. Yeah, the like hole's got to gotta be facing away from the mouthpiece. Because I figured that out the first like week I had it. I feel like it's the other way, right? I thought it sucked. Because, well, that's yeah, that's how you would think it goes. But then you it's figure the out way. that if you have it facing straight at your mouth... It just shoots hot smoke directly down your throat, so you have to have it facing away so it diffuses down. Which has overall been my problem with any type of dab, in a sense that you know I take a lot right before I go to bed. I want to try that. All right, so bit. you know I'll take uh, use like a dab pin, use that, yeah. uh, uh, or you know as we've gotten into a lot more of the the disposable pins. That's a dab. So man, but ultimately, what causes pain when I'm laying down is that starch dryness to the throat because it's like mm-hmm. exactly what you said. It's like a lot of these yeah. when you hit them, it's just it's so much heat straight to your throat. Well, yeah. also not to not to talk shit on the entire vape pen industry, but vape pens in general are just not good for you. I feel like you just hard talk to clean shit on the whole vape. No, I did, I did. Yeah. It was subtle. Oh, uh, yeah. now this thing's up. Things yeah, but this is different. This is like a ceramic bowl with no wick or no fuses yeah. inside. It's of it. truly cleanable all, right. well, all the way through. Why is it better than? Can I put something in? Well, okay. So, like I said, yeah. it's a ceramic <laughs> bowl. Is there, is there something left in there, or can I put something in there? I'll clean it and put something in there if you want. Can I put something in there? If it's hash rosin, it's not. Then no. What if I made it with my own hands? Ooh, plot thick. I'd rather give you a dab. I'm interested to see kitchen what the stuff six. is. I'm not doing kitchen sink again, Chris. I'm not doing kitchen sink. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's, that's a nemesis. That's a nemesis. Because you me. got too high? <laughs> yeah, way too high. <laughs> yeah, that's You don't remember. You don't remember. I do. I remember. Yeah. Fun times, fun times. For me. Absolutely. Not for you. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, boy. it was. It was a good ride. It was a good ride. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody wants to get really... On a good ride, go for. He's talking about the kitchen sink. Uh, day Rosin. tripper from Divine, yeah. from uh, day, day tripper. tripper. Day tripper. Oh, you guys are running that right now. Yeah, we have some day tripper up front. Oh wow. Okay. Did not. Uh, did not realize anybody other than Divine had that. Yep. We do. Yeah, and, and it's great. Great ride. All right, so walk me through what uh, you think uh, is going on in the industry uh i saw something the other day that was uh, interesting on facebook uh multiple dispensaries starting to post that they're closing down yeah and I, they're spending their last days 
thanking everybody and uh that's a that's a crazy thing to see on facebook yeah i mean honestly this is an industry as is any other industry it's gonna evolve and people who are really in it to i guess you know try to make money also while trying to help people and do all that are the ones who are going to win people who are scalable and a lot of the mom and pop shops that you know could stick around when you know prices were a lot more i don't know easily profitable from in the industry and you know th- it was fine everybody can make their money and they wouldn't have to worry about too much and keep the doors open but now it's not like that the the margins are just razor thin with pretty much every single aspect of the industry it seems like and there are people who understand how to run a business before they open a dispensary there's a lot of people who did not understand how to you know, open a business or run a business before they, you know, their grow or their processing, whatever it is. And we're starting to see that, you know, the business side of things is kind of taking over. And it's also a pretty good indicator that Oklahoma is more in it uh, with a wallet in mind as opposed to what they prefer to smoke. They don't want to spend too much. They They can't spend too much. The cost of living here is not great. You know, yeah, so. we all knew that. We're all from here, so... Yeah. We all are on budgets or budget-minded people. That's, like, how we all grew up. And then, yeah, the profit margins business-wise are just going, are getting worse. And we know that as businesses. Like, OMMA has put in more taxes that will be in effect coming, not 2023, but 2024. So, I mean, it's just, like... It's getting real, and yeah, you have to be super business-minded to be sticking it out at this point. Yeah, and to have some pretty good connections by this time. And it's getting less medical, as we've all been kind of talking, which is unfortunate. So we'll see then much more, like you mentioned, the mom-and-pop guys, the people that we cheered on, the people that, you know, super emotional on Instagram over the past years, you know, about... You know, this was their life dream. You know, they 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 waited so long for this moment, and now they're the yeah. ones that are starting to have to fold their dreams apart. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it, Chad's here. You know, I will say it's uh, it's more than just the mom and pops that are failing, though. You know, there's there's some big corporate interest dispensaries that have failed in Tulsa. I like, I I won't name names, but. You know, it's not it's not about not having money to go into it because I know a lot of people that started with basically nothing in their dispensary that did it right and took care of their patients, were good about buying products, were good about staying current with laws and regulations and like places like that are still surviving. A lot of the time what we're seeing is places that like you know I, I hate to be that way because there's situations where people that did try obviously are failing, but a lot of the ones that are failing are people that threw money at it and had no, like we were talking earlier, no skin in the game. It's just cash. You know, they don't care about the plant. They don't care about the patient. It's just, well, I've got money. Why don't I start my own thing knowing I have money? I'll be good at it. But this industry is more than just, you know, like people being able to buy in you have to care to like actually succeed which sounds weird but it's true and like jake said the the connections you make along the way yeah like i've been been doing this for 30 something years and if i had not been doing that for this long i would not be as uh what plugged in plugged as other people and that's so important too that that's probably I mean, obviously, relationships are the industry are the most important thing. You know, with unless you're single source, you've got to play in the same pool as everyone else. And single source means from top to bottom. If you're not full, if you're not full vertical, you're playing with other people. You know, you're you're having to buy from other people and sell to other people to make it happen. But so that's where we'll see the quote unquote, in a sense, trim of the industry. The trim oh, yeah. of the industry, to me, so I spend, I handle the sales for Rex's along with my partner, Scarlett. You know, like, 
I see, I see 10 dispensaries a day. I try to hit 50 dispensaries a week. And through that, I'll inevitably end up at least three times a week, four or five times a week at a dispensary that's not in business anymore. You know? And the trend is they were the ones that were, you know, half-assing it. You know, they were they were buying the cheapest product they could, selling it at the highest price point they could. And the owner's not there daily. They just yeah. hire someone yeah. else to that's be true. there. That's true. That's a big that's part a, of it. That's actually, like, genuinely a big part of that is... It, it can't be a business that just runs itself. It, it, but it happens with some people, right? They get into business and they think, hey, I can just open it. Hey, somebody else run it and oh, do yeah. everything because that's what I've wanted and it's been my dream my whole life. Well, you can do that with other businesses. I get it. And that's my point. Yeah. And, and now that's the trim that's starting to really happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People who haven't evolved at all in the past three years. Yeah. yeah. If you're not, if you're still in the industry and you're not trimming the fat from the business right now, Trying to figure out every single detail to get cheaper. It's prices. too late. No, it's not. It's yeah. It's too. I late. mean, I, I mean, it, it's too late. maybe it's too late to start. It's, it's too late. Yeah, but it's definitely too late because of metric. Like you had yeah, to rebuy yeah, your whole late. store pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, that's and true. And that was hard. It's like too late. if you weren't planning for that, or or if you weren't mindful, that that's a big blow. Yeah, you're right. So. Yeah, metric was uh, one of the final nails in the coffin for sure for a lot of people. And, and that episode we put out, that was my point. Like, the ones that survived through that point, we as patients should value the work that they put in. And so we should then value that they have our best interest in mind also. They're going to oh, yeah. have the other relationships, like with other people that went through the struggles of metric that were growers or processors. And if all of that domino effect happened in the right process, then I as a patient know that these people value me and what I want for me as medicine. I agree, yeah. I mean, in, in 2022, it's very easy to support with your money. Like, you know, like you have to choose where you spend money, obviously. But, like, if you have a dispensary you love, you know, hopefully Kush, you know, spend money there. Just go there, or same with growers. If you have a grower you like, spend money there. Right. You know, like, well, but yeah. really, <laughs> like all the money you spend, you are making choices every day. Like yeah. is really the point. You yeah. are making choices every day with your dollars, and choosing what's around you, what what our city is like. Yeah. We're choosing whether Walmart flourishes over Reesers. We're choosing. Whether Quick Trip flourishes over Come and Go or whatever, it's yeah. our choice as citizens here in this. What'd town. you say, pro Quick Trip? I said Team Quick Trip. Are oh, your Team Quick Trip? Oh, I'm Ooh. I'm boycotting them these days, but Come oh, why are you boycotting? Really bad. Um, I feel like they promote themselves as a clean, safe space, and there is a lot of crime and literal like riffraff well yeah. no people I don't getting feel like shot, super safe shot in the parking one. lot mm-hmm. and just people getting carjacked like it's not safe and i they are promoting a safety at shot should so probably I, bring the lawyers in on this so chris do you remember <laughs> i don't feel like they're doing anything about it so do i don't want to spend my money there do you remember when quick chip came out with that safe place agenda we were like, in it's on their window. I, no, like, I remember. Really? Yeah, well, we were. I mean, I'm not because old. I, remember. I, I know that's why I'm asking. Thanks. Nobody else is going to be there except <laughs> the, you. I, I, we had classes about that when school. we were in school. They, it their, was definitely their parents for us were to, like, go to Quick Trip. It's yeah. a safe place, well, yeah. Yeah. or a fire mean. station if it's closed. We're, no, we were literally taught in school that Quick Trip was a safe space, yeah. and now I do not I, feel like it's I, safe. Okay, but to be fair, if you go into Quick Trip and you need help. And you actually talk to one of the employees. That's part of Quick Trip's thing. Yes, I agree. They will call the cops and help you. They'll give you. They'll water. let you in the back room. Like if you're yeah. distraught, Quick mm-hmm. Trip. It, that's what the safe space means. You can't control what happens outside your business all the time. Right. Yeah. You said the fight. Maybe you have a misinterpretation, it. Katie. No, no, I'm not. I think Katie adds valid points. I, I, I think agree. she needs to. I think we need to undercover. I Safe also space. don't go to Quick Trips in the evening, and I'm a large bearded man. You know, it's ju- it's not always safe. 
You're scared. I'm not saying I'm scared. It's just what's the point? Using your head. It's a nuisance. What's the point of stopping for you know a a drink when like when the parking lot is full of riffraff? Riffraff. You know, like that's. So, so you'd rather go to... So you're the come and go guy. No. So we're one to one. Research. I like 7-Eleven. I think that place is... Yeah, I go to no, research. 7-Eleven. We don't have 7-Eleven anymore. Fiesta is by our house. That's the one I'm you're trying to come Yeah, Fiesta Oh, yeah. Fiesta Mart constantly one. has people standing by the front door, and you know it. Never. The one never. on Harvard? Not. <laughs> yeah, I live over there, too. There's never anyone there. I pretty regularly see people just standing in their parking lot. Well, I'm there once a week. And I see nothing. <laughs> Maybe you should up the... Yeah, you should visit your local gas station more often than that. All right, here's why I am pro come and go. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear why you're wrong. Oh, because the T-shirt. <laughs> no, because when Chris and I were introduced to Safe Place, they gave us little coupon cards from Quick Trip that you could get this 32-ounce refillable thing for 25 cents. How do you remember that? That's like this is 40 90 years ago. Years ago. That was like 20-something years ago, right? Because you got to understand my family, and we laminated them. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Nice. And the treat right. for me I as a kid in my big conversion van that my mom rolled around in was to go into Come and Go and get a coolie. Ooh, the Coolies coolies? are Co- Coca-Cola coolie. Good. Where are coolies found now, sir? What the fuck is a coolie? Oh, maybe come and go. I don't know. Bingo. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, would, I would rather drive to Oklahoma City for a 7-Eleven Slurpee than come and go for a coolie. The Straight coolie, up. somewhere, I want to say late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, they went single source. And then it reappeared with come and go, and I have been pro come and go ever since. Even though Sarah Stanford and her family and come and go. Who the hell is that? Sarah Stanford. People that are involved. You, with you're bringing up some really deep emotions right now. No, no. It's starting to sound kind of biased. People, I'm people, be you. people that know Quick Trip know the name Stanford. It's a popular name in okay. the upper echelons of Quick Trip. Okay. Apologies. I love Come and Go now because of the coolie. We do not wow. condone. We love everyone here. Yeah, Where's the Come and Go even, even around even in Tulsa? Stanford. They're all oh, broken arrow. The, the, the new, new one. The new oh, one. Yeah. They took There's the Carinos out. Shops. They took the Carinos yeah. out. Those are great spots. Have you Where seen that one yet? Shop. Johnny Carinos is no yeah. longer there, and it's coming to yeah. Oh, no. 41st and Sheridan is where he's oh. talking about. Hey, anyway. The shop is at... Uh, I'm telling you, everybody go to come and go for the 61st and Mingo. Because oh. that's that's the true slushie for Tulsa. That's yeah. a true slushie. Well, I've seen a quick trip, 61st and... Oh, on the other side of the highway. Yep, true that. Yeah. What what should we do at Come and Go, Marshall? Well, we gotta get a coolie. Okay, just don't get their uh, gas. Sounds like their a good time. Is bad. It's a great time. I feel if you what? go there, you're gonna have a good time. That's true. High quality That's gas. true. Old school quick trip. <laughs> Come right and go, there. baby. Oh wow! All right, fun play. discussion. I like the shirts. Yeah, Come and Go has better shirts, hundred percent. I mean, I, I I'm gonna go. Uh, I I have my picture taken and or my pictures taken, and I am a a model for Quick Trip right now on their site <laughs> for their socks. So if we're talking merch, I have to vouch for Quick Trip. So, also, by their socks. If, if yeah, you're out there and you have a foot fetish, find me at uh, Rex's Remedies. No, no, no. Stop. Stop. No, feet, nice no feet on the Rex's page, at least. Hash for gold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's, what are we going to look for coming out of Rex's in 23? What should we anticipate from you guys? Oh, that's um, going to be a good one. Most the plot thickens. We may or may not have some hashy, rosiny things coming up, you know? Yeah. Some Hashini Rosny things? Yeah. Possibly. Okay. You uh, do any collaborations with people, or are you just like... Well, yeah. yeah we've got collabs Working with up. you guys only? Mm, not at the thinking? moment. It probably will be a collab, is okay. what we're thinking. People. Yeah, gotcha. and it'll be a, a name that everybody knows and loves. Yeah, good. So, um, it'll be uh, it'll be nice. The, the Blueberry oh. Terp like that, that we were talking about mercury, earlier transfers. like that little Mercury thing you guys did, that 10. Love the Mercury Lounge. Yeah. Big shout yeah. out to Mercury Lounge. Yep. Love that ten, uh, Bobby Dean. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, maybe like some new bands and new stickers and stuff on the inside. Maybe a yeah. couple new covers on those and uh, this right. upcoming year. And uh, other than that, just really trying to survive. What's happening right now? Yeah, that was abysmal. But we're gonna we're gonna hone in the blueberry. Twenty twenty three. I didn't know there was a direction I had to hold it. Twenty twenty three is blueberry honing season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
expect blueberry and all your favorite local dispensaries. Can we still throw it at each other? We stop. We the, they smell enough like blueberries now that we don't have to use blueberries anymore. Can we just have fun like one night? If we can do it at your house, I'll bring the blueberries. Right, there we okay. go. Because it'll don't. be at your house. Mm, okay, whatever. Kushbush. We'll do it on the Kushbush. Blueberry Kushbush. Towards the pole? The pole's still there? The pole goes nowhere, but I don't know. It sounds kind of sloppy now. Mm. Will, blueberries and It getting. will be sloppy. No doubt. Yeah, it'll be fun. Nope. Not on the Kushbush. We, we do not condone that. That, that. Like, this is where we draw the line on the Kushbush. Is <laughs> <laughs> the blueberry. I've seen worse things on the Kushbush, Chris. Yep. <laughs> But blueberries, come on, that's a bit far. <laughs> yeah, that's that's they the blueberries are really crude. Uh, hey, it could paint it a new color. You know, so curious, I've, I've wondered. I mean, so what do you do with the blueberries after they fall? Is it just a compost? Is that what you really did it for? We have chameleons. Yeah, they clean the plants and uh. eat blueberries off the floor. Yeah, that's what they eat. You can't even see them. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're blue a lot of the time colors. now, that's but sometimes so. they're hence like, chameleons. They're the ones with horns that change colors. Invisible. Huh, pretty much. Right, well, <laughs> Got to recycle to know, them. You know, inside the the world of Rex's. Yep. That's, yeah. that's All right, where people find you guys on social? Uh, at Rex's Remedies, one word. How do you spell yeah. that? It's R-E-X-S, R-E-M-E-D-I-E-S. And that's on Instagram. You can find us on uh, Facebook as well. Um, for the blunts, you can find those at blunts.official on Instagram, not Facebook. Uh, probably no point on there for that brand. Like, fuck Facebook these days. People yeah. use it, though. People over 50. Yeah. yeah. Fuck What's Instagram, this? fuck Facebook, fuck all those things. How? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> They're all the same. How many times have you been deleted? Never. No, we we, we got we got deleted, but we got our account back after a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, I emailed a lot. They of made email us addresses. send pictures yeah. of our faces next to like screenshots of numbers that they sent to us on the Instagram, and it was like a three week process. I got to horrible. that point a few years ago, and then I sent them my OMMA license, and they stopped talking to me. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're not mm. super keen on that. Yeah, they don't like that. We're a lifestyle brand, so we didn't do that. Oh, yeah, it's just well. like harass every single person you think you may have success with. Marshall, where they find you on Instagram? <laughs> oh yeah, what's your Instagram, Marshall? Chris Life Podcast. Oh, oh okay. We don't really do much anymore. <laughs> we, yeah. but you guys are super active on it. I invite you to be super active with I know. us. Come on. Yeah, plug for Kush Dispensary. Oh. Uh, they're pretty cool. Right off the highway on Skelly. Just, you know, spend money Katie, there. Where do you find Kush Dispensary? 1711 East Skelly Drive. Come see us. 10 to 10, seven days a week. All right. Thanks, is guys. That, is that it? Yep. We appreciate everything y'all do for us patients. It okay. means a lot. Well, so. we love you guys and... We love the patience. <laughs> uh, appreciate you having us on. Have a great night. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Ho, ho, ho. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush life.